Hey, everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there, the Neo to my Morpheus is... <laughs> Chris! How you doing tonight, Chris? Uh, feeling kind of like Keanu Reeves after that intro, <laughs> <laughs> right on. Like I uh, could. Can, like I could. Can anyone tell that I've been rewatching all the Matrix movies? <laughs> right. I think last I week like... it was what last week it was Lord of the Rings. Can anyone tell that I have HBO Max right now? <laughs> yep. Yeah. We we we've spent two hours talking about TV before this show, folks. No, not not exactly, but uh, because sure. fantasy season <laughs> has been winding down, we've had a little bit more time to devote some entertainment. Let's put it that way. We also took time we, off from work too, so it's like eh. and holidays exactly. You know, it's kind of in a rearview mirror at this point. But yeah, yeah, a little bit of time off, a little bit of uh, enjoying some of that type of thing. But now we're ready to get back to it and recap on some positional ranking, uh, not rankings, but uh, positional recaps for the running back position. Are we going to rank the positions? Um, I personally like. I mean, there's some um, rankings there in terms of ADP versus how where they quote finished even though we all know that the fantasy sites will give you the full 17 game 18 week stats that doesn't mean and we that, still like, have week 18 but yeah nobody whatever because nobody's but playing fantasy, fantasy over. this week exactly yeah fantasy week is over that's why we are starting our recap right now. section of the offseason yep okay so let's start with running backs right we're starting with running yep. backs this week because everyone loves running backs um, the only people that hate running backs are the people that are really bad at drafting them. Them, I am not one of those people. Chris, you're pretty Clearly. good at it as well. Thank you, thank you. Um, I had some some mediocre seasons this year, but you generally you tend to be right that I I'm pretty good at running backs because we make it a point, man. Because it, it's 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 important. They're important. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, does Jonathan Taylor was RB one in the fantasy season. There's really no one that could touch him this week, just to even if, like, yeah, it's not going to happen. He's he's RB one. Is well, like, uh, and how we're doing this too is that we, Chris and I both chose five guys. We didn't really talk about it until this morning about who our five guys were. Neither one of us chose Jonathan Taylor, but I figured since he's the RB one here, we would just kind of stop on JT real quick. Um, I gotta say kind words <laughs> yeah I, well i gotta say i was wrong like remember in preseason when i was like you know i don't know why people are drafting jonathan taylor like there's gonna be marlon mack there there's um naeem hines to eat into his carries and everything that was kind of the case at first um but not 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 really i mean it was pretty much the jt show from the get you know, yeah, I mean, was, he had a, he had a yeah. slow start, but that was also the uh, the offense as a whole had a slow start too. If people remember, because I'm a Colts fan, I remember this stuff. Um, oh, for sure. They were having they were dealing with some ta some issues at left guard and tackle to begin to begin the season. So you know, and they were dealing with the new quarterback too, and Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. So good Wentz, signing, and good they, signing. Yeah, yeah, and they also lost to three straight games to start their season too. So that didn't help either, but yeah, that like after from week four on man, JT put the pedal, put the pedal to the metal and didn't let up. I mean, he had 51.9 points in week 11 against Buffalo. It's ridiculous. It, it's yeah. not going to end up to be a CMC type, a Ladanian Tomlinson type season. Quite. No, quite, no, quite. But it's it's no. it, it's it's in the stratosphere. We'll put it that way. Uh, the last no, the last couple things I'll say real quick is that you know no, 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 maybe no, no, there's no, no. remember that that the CMC year in 2019 he scored over 400 points, dude. JT had 342. I was gonna guess 350. 
because uh, I don't have it in front of me at this very second. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. That that uh, not in the same stratosphere. To put fantasy points into context, that's a really good point. Uh, maybe a Lev Bell with the Steelers several years ago type of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, it's great a really good season. season. He had a great season. Great season. Don't but, take but that away from. But the last thing I'll say is is you know kind of ironically, I I think you let your fandom get in the way in terms of trying to be less biased um, and be a little bit pulled back a little bit because we did get a lot of question marks in twenty uh, uh, twenty twenty of usage and Naheem uh, night. Naheem Hines. Hines. And, uh, yes, you know, and the passing game isn't the best in the world, uh, but, man, the defense in that running game uh, and the way he catches ball has really helped him out to finish as the RB1. And he's going to be the RB1 in drafts next year, yeah, barring yeah. some They're, sort of um, With CMC getting his, his, his two nicked-up seasons in a row and, uh, hey, Derrick Henry going down. Uh, we'll see about the playoffs. With Tennessee, but uh, that, that that will influence it for sure. But uh, right now, yeah, I, I don't think there's a, there's any argument against that. Yep, yep. Um, um, Austin Eckler was our RB two on the season, uh, which kind of surprises both uh, both Chris and I. But you know, we both really liked him going into drafts as well. So We're big fans, you know, yeah. um, he'll probably be somewhere in the. I'm. I don't know if he'll be the RB two next year. I'm. I wonder if that feels bold to me right now when you say that. It, it exactly. So, so I would, but, I would but, pull the reins back a little. A guy who could easily be the RB3 next year is the RB3 this year, and that is Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um, why don't you start your thing on Joe Mixon, and I will kind of just pop in and out as needed. Sounds fair. Um, what I've got for Mixon here, uh, his ADP coming into the season was uh, 20.8, so mm, almost end of the second yep. uh, round there. Uh, RB13. Back half the second. Exactly. RB13 to, to, to give some more context to that. A uh, little more context here with the Bengals team as a whole and particularly offensively, of course. Uh, the Bengals were fifth in total yards. Impressive. Bengals were not. I'm sorry. Bengals were fifth in total points. They were ninth in total yards. Both. Impressive. Uh, Bengals were 19th in offensive plays ran. I felt that was important to mention here because I just felt like pace uh, it was hard to figure them, the, them out for there for a minute. Like I felt like they were really run heavy for a minute, but it really didn't kind of finish out that way. Uh, again, uh, 18th in rushing attempts, 21st in passing attempts. So, I mean, what almost, almost bottom third, uh, nothing crazy. Uh, Mixon's journey pretty, to RB. Th- pretty balanced though. Like you're 18th it does. in rushing attempts, 21st in, you know, passing attempts. Like that's not. But it felt like the last four or five weeks, they've really been a little more pass heavy than they were four or five weeks before that. Like yes. it was, yes. it was, it was an interesting journey to get here. Kind of like Mixon's journey uh, to get to RB three. I was a slow start after week one. Cause week one was like a good, like over 20 fantasy points. It was great. 21. It was fine. But weeks two through five Mixon averaged 9.68 fantasy points per game. So mm-hmm. there was some apprehension there. And honestly, they kind of weren't winning a ton of games at that point in the season. If I recall correctly, won uh, half not of the games. end of the world. Uh, but given his past struggles with health uh, and, you know, the offensive around him or, I mean, like whatever, uh, it always seemed to everyone was waiting for Mixon to reach his, you know, realized potential. He had one more cold streak, if you want to call it that, uh, weeks 13 through 15 with 7.4 average uh, fantasy mm-hmm. points there. Mixon was also 21st in targets. Not ideal, but with a great catch percentage, uh, catching 42 of his 49 targets for 86%. Uh, but of course, Mixon made up for these by playing all 16 games. Uh, I think he might've left a one or two, 
uh, and he, being he was a, he was banged up in the uh, and I think that's the thirteen through fifteen stretch where he was a little banged up. Or maybe it was earlier in the season. I can't remember. Exactly. There was one, one of those, one of those, um, one of those cool streaks that he had going. It was, I think, was due to injury because, exactly. like, remember, um, uh, Captain America was was getting some work, and um, who was that other guy there in, in Cincinnati? <laughs> On my dynasty what? roster, <laughs> just I like the I like the nickname because Captain America. It's Captain America. His name is Chris Evans, dude. Why else am I supposed to call him? Or, or uh, what am I supposed to call him? The Human Torch, the guy from Snowpiercer. I was just gonna say you could call him Snowpiercer. <laughs> you stole my thunder, dang it, Josh. Let me finish. <laughs> um, the guy from Knives Out. Um, I, I, oh, I don't know what any of his other characters. I, I, um, whatever his character I'm name a, was in Sunshine. Apparently, um, I'm becoming a huge Chris Evans fan, and he is I am on a my Chris, dynasty huge Chris Evans here. fan. Yeah, me too. Um, so anyway, let's move forward. The here. Actor, uh, not the, not the not the running back. But exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe both. We'll see. No, not if not not if my mix and my mix and take is is correct, which I firmly believe it is. Um, so he kind of made up for uh, some of that, uh, as we just discussed, kind of his um, health, uh, his durability uh, question marks. They still popped up a little bit this year, so don't let me completely gloss over that. But he did he he did make up for these by playing all sixteen technically, which is why games played is can be a misleading stat. Uh, and being second in the league with 1,205 rushing yards and, more importantly, fourth in touchdowns with 13. Only one behind second place. Don't mention second place here, but I think I do later on in notes with another player. Uh, you just can't downplay the importance of having a back in a great offense. And really, it's more of a good to great team thing this year with the Bengals because the Bengals defense really was much improved. And uh, helped uh, an explosive offense get more opportunities and therefore reach and come close to their potential. Despite being relatively mediocre in number of plays ran, 20th with 995 plays ran, they are 7th in passing yards, so great efficiency there. I'm sure their playmakers on the outside had a lot to do with that. More on that next week with our wide receiver recap. Tune in, subscribe, like, and share. Mixon also just received a new contract, so the ugly RB holdout monster shouldn't be reeling its ugly head in Cincy. For these reasons, I see Mixon as a top five running back in 2022 and easily worth a first round pick. So the only thing I have to add to you, Chris, is that um, I think that the Bengals offensive line, uh, their improvement there had really helped Mixon. That was one of my worries going into this season as well is because, I mean, like in our... If you remember our offensive line show that might have been a little offensive way back in the beginning, almost exactly a year ago, probably like 11 months ago, um, We've been the, Bengals offensive line, <laughs> the Bengals offensive line um, finished 29th, uh, according to PFF, two years in a row in 2019 and 2020. But as of fifth, uh, week 15 this year, they were up to, I'm sorry, uh, the 22nd ranked offensive line. But... That doesn't sound like that big of an improvement. Where they really yeah. had, where they really faltered this year was in pass protection. Their run blocking actually got a lot better, so that really Bro, helped mix in. up a little bit too, didn't he? Yep, and yep. that really helped mix in, and it showed on the field too. That so that's what I was going to say. Good. You know, the I'm only lying. thing I have left to say, Chris, is, I mean, he was ranked fifth at the running back position in the number of snaps he played for his team, which is sixty six point seven. So. I think moving forward, we're going to see that again next year. I think that they, there's not really a, a level of talent behind 
Mixon to um, really be a threat oh, no. unless they no, draft someone. No. I don't think as they're going big a to. Captain America fans as we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And, and, just, and um, just, to, just to emphasize it real quick before we move on to the next player is that, again, his ADP was 20.8. That's like the end of the second. And he was the RB13 in ADP and he finishes as the RB3. Yeah, hell of a return for Tremendous him. value. And I yep. think, again, going back to just I, why we want to realize the value there. Or should I say he reached his value, his potential? That's what I meant to exceeded, say. Exceeded his value. Exactly. Uh, let's let's keep moving here, and let's move on to our number four guy was Najee Harris. I believe you have some. Actually, we're gonna talk, we're gonna we're gonna pause on four, five, and six actually here. But why don't you stop at Najee Harris? We went a little long on mixing because we we're both talking about him, so. Maybe we should make it a little bit quick, and I'll try and get my. Think, I'll try and make my Fournette quick uh, talk a little bit quick too. I think Najee Harris is kind of a uh, a whole lot of what we expected, uh, and, and I'll make that point again moving forward with my next. Two I'm going to contradict. I'm going to contradict your opinion here. Well, oh, you maybe, contradicted it to begin why, with this off season. Why, why don't Why don't you Why don't you say your bit, and then I will say, and then we'll see if our our we're on the same page. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, apparently, obviously, uh, Najee finished as the RB four. Uh, his ADP mm-hmm. was fifteen point six, so that's just mm-hmm. outside of the first round. And he uh, was the RB eleven in terms of ADP, where we expected him to finish. And so again, RB eleven versus where he finished RB four. I had him. I have him at he was RB ten off the board. Off ADP. Yep. Not not instance consequential, but uh, inconsequential, but. Uh, it depends on what difference. site you look at, man, because ADP is all over the map. And hey, we're at... not perfect humans. Sometimes we forget to stack half PPR. Oh my gosh, I wanted to say ADP. My, my, forgive me, I'm on ADP here. Boo-boo. Yeah, right. Um, so, but really, folks, let's not forget any of the pushback uh, uh, Josh gave to me about my Najee take was about the Steelers' offense and the Steelers' quarterback, Steelers' offensive line. And it did absolutely rear its ugly head. Let me let me finish here. They finished 24th in yards total, offensive yards. Uh, 28th in rushing yards. And again, folks, we're talking about running backs here. 10th in rushing touchdowns. That's pretty respectable. Najee had 90 targets. That's nothing to shy away from in a fantasy football that's a, uh, a that's landscape. That's from Captain or... Checkdown, Ben Rupp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you look at the yards, they're not so great. Again, uh, 70 catches on those 90 targets. Uh, I'm surprised to see they ran a ton of plays though. They ran the ninth most plays in the league. Let me. Yeah, they're doing a lot run. of hurry up. Yep, yep. Uh, it's probably because you know a little bit of trickeration. They're trying to push past the talent. I'm going to pa- pause you real quick. I'm going to pause this huh? real quick. Like not not the show, but like pause you for one second. Sure. And and I want to. I, I would like to see a world where there was actually a Pittsburgh actually had a great offensive line. And Najee Harris would probably be flirting with RB one, yep. and Ben. And I, but yep. I, mainly, I want to see what I want to see what old Ben could have done behind a good offensive line this year. Like, yeah, because I think there's a lot of quarter. Well, should I, I like say everyone's like everyone's like, oh, his arm shot, his arm shot, and like he had no time to throw. Yeah, it's not like Tom Brady didn't go to you know with hindsight one of the best situations out there, man. Like, if you're an aging quarterback, you're pushing forty, man, like. They can't all do it like that, but I think Ben could have done it with a better cast. I think you make a really good point there. Anyways, keep um, going. Sorry, sorry. And really, with, with, with Najee, it's kind of uh, opposite of a lot of players I'm going to talk about today. 
because again, he kind of pretty much really did what we thought he would do with what he was given. While not strictly a volume play, his opportunity and volume were undeni are undeniable. Uh, he leads all backs with an 85.69% snap share so far th in the season. We have one more game to play, whatever. Uh, and Ben and the Steelers' offense was as bad as we thought. Honestly, it really was. Some more than others. But I think the type of season at the end of the day where he ended up, I just think again that you got exactly what you paid for. Durability size, acceleration, pass catching, and pass blocking, and an elite size share of the offensive pie. Mm, pie. pie. <laughs> and that was now not moving, planned. <laughs> yeah, right. Now moving forward, it's pretty apparent we will again get a probably a top seven back. I think you can bank on that. But his draft rank could go either direction depending on what they do at quarterback and offensive line. While it's not the Steelers' MO, I think they would prefer, uh, they would be a perfect opportunity for a veteran starter to come in there. The Steelers usually draft a guy and stick with him, except for, do you remember Tommy Maddox, the XFL star? <laughs> Is that the guy uh, that was also like the Pittsburgh hometown hero and he just wanted to play, like all he wanted to do was go and play for the Pittsburgh Steelers for, that's all he wanted to do. To be fair, like I did this, not look up his wiki draft. That was like a <laughs> lifelong goal. I said no. Like place. I think that's the same guy. It was you might a be right. Goal to be to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like he was taking like it sounds. I mean, I feel like you're talking about Kurt Warner to, no, to stay with the Steelers. <laughs> like he didn't want to play for another team because he it was may from have Pittsburgh. been. It may have been. No, I did a little bit of research on his career. Meaning, I thought he. I thought there might have been a strike around that time frame, but I think I might have been also mm. wrong because I was like, was he a scab? No. I think he was just, again, I think the Steelers prefer to draft a guy, stick with him, put an amazing team around him, to be quite honest. Drink. But um No, you have to drink, not me. <laughs> again, that 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 was the one exception to the rule I kinda I kinda pulled out there. I mean, it seems like it's just Terry Bradshaw, Cordell Stewart, and uh uh uh, uh Big Ben forever, right? Um, and, and so goes their coaches too. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think it'd be a really great fit for one of these veterans that are wanting to move. Uh, what, okay. Wilson. So what, 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 let's, let's wrap this up real quick with what do you think? I've got a couple names to mention before you do that. Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, do you think Andy Dalton could win with Steelers? What about Jimmy G? I think that's a great name to mention. Uh, I think that's a great forward. fit actually. You could throw out Watson, but I don't think that's in the cards at all. I just wanted to say. Theoretically, it's a possibility. Rodgers? I don't think Rodgers wants to go to the AFC. Baker? I, I don't think, think Baker think wants to go G to the Steelers. A, a perfect name right there. Jimmy G I right think there. Jimmy G and Matt Ryan are the two perfect names. I'll say that much. And that's that's all I've got. Matt Ryan's probably Ryan. staying with the Falcons, but we'll, you never know. Um, no, I was like, uh, let's wrap this up with, what do you think, uh, you kind of touched on it already, but Najee Harris next year, give me a position. Like, does he, like, late what first round? Draft? Oh, I didn't give it there. I thought I did. Um, no, that's fair. Um, I think I, I think I moved back and forward from giving a looking forward there. Um, I will say, um, I, geez, man, I think he's a top five running back easily. I think he's, which therefore makes him a top twelve pick in the fantasy drafts easily, and that's yeah, probably so late first round for sure. Yeah, I think probably. Uh, no, I think I sent something to uh, seven, RB seven, okay. top seven okay. back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, top seven back okay. easy, if if not top four, honestly. All right, let's move on to the number five guy on our list here. Depending um, on what they do at quarterback and offensive line. Go ahead, Josh. My apologies. 
we're going to move on to number five here. And that was, and I'm sorry. I, God, we suck. We are doing this based on half PPR scoring. Um, uh, fair point. My bad. <laughs> no, which, which makes a world of difference here. But um, our number five guy on our list is Leonard Fournette. Uh, Chris has been kind of doing this. And Leonard Fournette was the oh, RB33 coming off I the know. board. Um, <laughs> and and I wanted to I wanted to touch on him because like Chris, do you remember like do you remember that would you have guessed that Lenny finishes as a top five RB this year? No. And, no. and if you really think about it though, like think back to the playoffs last year. He was great. He he averaged a he averaged a touchdown per game in the four playoff games the Bucks went through. He literally scored a touchdown in every game. Had 112 mm-hmm. yards from scrimmage, and and you add on five point five and a quarter catches per game too, and you no, get nineteen. Gold, you get nineteen and a half yeah, PPR exactly. points per game. Now, if you would have, if you would have, if Leonard Fournette had gotten nineteen uh, uh, points per game this year, he would have been the RB three on this season. I know we're not. I know he's not gonna. He was never gonna get 19, 19 points per game, but. He got. What did he get? 16? 16. Yeah, that's, and that's not bad. I in mean, my research, some, I was he, he had some clunkers in there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but but in every single game that he had less in single digits, the Bucks lost. You know, oh, like really? I'm not I'm not drawing. Uh, right. No, I'm sorry. I mean, you... outside of week one and two, the, the, every single game he he scored less than ten points, they lost. But and I also think in the first few weeks there was a lot of question marks about whom whom the starter would be. Um, a little bit because there was some rojo action at first and everything, mm-hmm. and then Lenny just kind of ran away with it. But I just like like, do you remember in the preseason where you were like, "Well, oh, it's probably going to be Ronald Jones and everything." And I think the main thing that people were really hesitant about with Ronald Jones and um, Leonard Fournette was Bruce Arians being Bruce Arians and. Like be like, oh well, it's and that's well, a like, fair, Ronald Jones that's is our guy, and then it's Leonard take, Fournette, yeah. and then the next week, I was like, worried. Fournette's our guy, and then it's you know Daria Gungabawale. I mean, again, then, he was the RB thirty three, right? Coming in at ADP, right? He was RB thirty three, right? I mean, just yeah, I think we were all wrong, all of us. And well, here's the thing about Leonard Fournette, though, he's an un- unrestricted free agent going into this. Uh, going yeah, because he was on a season. cheap deal, like a two year, three and, blah, three and blah, a half, yeah. one year, three and a half. Ooh, okay, my bad. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that he's going to be seeking but out. He more... resigned, right? Meaning he was with Tampa Bay last year and got a Super Bowl ring, right? Mm-hmm. He resigned okay. a one-year prove it deal, and he proved wow. it. Wow! Yeah, man. good for him. So and... does he go? Is what you're asking? Go ahead. So, yeah. do you think that he takes less money to stay with the Bucks? Let's say that I don't want the Bucks to win another Super Bowl, man. I really don't. I don't want Tom Brady to win in, in seventh or eighth, whatever number of Super Bowl he's on, but. Like, that's a great well, question I mean, to ask. It's a great question. Do you, what if they What if they win again? Do you think that Lenny stays with the Bucks to try and win another one, or do you think that he's like, well, I've gotten my two rings, maybe I should just go get paid now? I will say this much: it's not like he got a ton of money being a top five pick, except because I mean, let me rephrase that. I believe they do the rookie scale based on position. Mm-hmm. Just like they do contract negotiations. Therefore, mm-hmm. I don't think he got a ton of money to be a top. I believe he was a top five pick, man. I think yep. it was like four or five at, with the Jags. So, yep. um, I would not blame the man, the person, the man himself for chasing a payday. And the myth of legend. Therefore, I think he's gone. But 
I would think that maybe he could make that money back by being a freaking celebrity in Florida for the rest of his life. Where would you, winning two okay. Super Bowls? <laughs> where, where would you I, I want would, him to go where he, he could return, uh, where he would be a top And top hey, pick. It's, it's a great another great question. And I, it's not like me or Buffalo you expect him to. Buffalo all day right there. That would be perfect for him. I love that answer. Um, if I want to give a second decent answer. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta. Ah, you son of a biscuit. <laughs> Atlanta. Exactly. That's what I said. Amen. Those two spots. Period. And I don't, we, we, we might get Houston, into Cordell maybe? Patterson later a little bit. I don't think he's bit. going to Houston, though. No. I don't think, uh, I don't think any, any running back. That goes back to your original question, Josh, is he just won a Super Bowl. Your theoretical question. He just won two Super Bowls in a row. What I mean... What more celebrity status do you need to go make money elsewhere? Seriously, I'm not saying he's a TV personality. I'm not saying he's this or that. All I'm saying is there's Staying something to be said. There's Miami. something to be said for being for being a two time Super Bowl champ, a guy that had a let's call it a bad start to his career and ends up winning two. I, I don't know, man. I think you make a really good point there with the with the, with the two Super Bowls and and the free agency. But I would think the smart person would leave and make a little bit more money than Tampa will give him, but also stand a chance to win. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, like I, you were kind Not of talking, Houston. but I was like, but I was yeah. like, he could easily stay in Florida and go to Miami and get a decent payday. Ooh, probably another Ooh. on fire. I really like those, those three destinations you and I gave in terms of Atlanta. Uh, uh, uh I'm sorry. What was Buffalo the, and Buffalo and Miami. Exactly. Moving All right, on. let's let's move along to. Um, I'm sorry, what's your next guy? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, is this number? I don't have the overall list. Number there six. It is. Thank you. That's my guy. And and I know it's Zeke, <laughs> but try and make it quick. No, I will. Um, because I know you're backdooring Tony Pollard into this. I I don't do it too too badly. Uh, surprisingly. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Zeke uh, again. Uh, clearly finishes the RB six, which. Hey, before, it didn't you, feel before like you start, before you start, uh-huh. as a Zeke manager in Dynasty, at least, he finishes the RB six. Didn't he? Did it feel like he finishes the RB six? You literally took the words out of my mouth, Joshua. I mean, I it mean, like we did like, not like, feel like, like an RB six. Like, like it's we're falling off a cliff here. It's not in far as far as points, but I don't think I th Zeke I, felt like an RB six. Josh, I will say this much to answer your question. I think it's an important distinction between absolutely not feeling like an RB6 season and, quote, falling off a cliff. Um, so let's take right, it in context and, 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 in terms – because there's going to be other guys we talk about well after Zeke that are worthy but also kind of disappointing. Like you kind of have to spend up sometimes to get running backs. But Aaron let me Jones, continue. Nick Chubb. But we'll, we'll get to those guys in a second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, again, finishes the RB6. His ADP was 5.8 and the RB5. So, I mean, how close do you want it to be, man? I mean, that's pretty freaking close to the value. Again, we don't necessarily want at value. We want better than value, like a Joe yeah, Mixon, but, but, like a Joe Mixon the, or Najee Harris. Like the two people even, we talked you, about. You still want you still want to be like, well, he goes, he was the RB6. And I kind of got that right. But he, let, he leaves that worst taste in your mouth ever, you know. But I think mathematically it's important to mention that you get you, you got what you put in, period. 
period. Yeah. All right, almost to the almost to the T. And hey, it'll come up later, and there will be actually stark contrast in terms of these other guys. We'll talk about later. Uh, Dallas was second in Start. total yards. Again, didn't feel like it, man. I'm a Dallas fan. Not going to go down that path. Let me finish. Third in passing yards and tenth in rushing. That's respectable. Let me continue on. Uh, the, yeah. A lot of concern here this year with Zeke is usage, right? Or getting too old, his legs, injury, durability. Uh, 66.3 snap shares where he's quote-unquote finishing up this season. Uh, for a little contrast, Pollard had 130 carries for 719 yards with a long of 58. He only scored two touchdowns on the ground. Can I, can, uh, I, can, I, can I real quick? Um, sure. So you just said he was he had sixty six point three percent of the team snaps. To put yes. that in context, that's he's right behind Joe Mixon uh, with the sixth most, uh, the sixth highest uh, percentage of team snaps. I, so, I think like, one of the first telltale signs of you falling. The guy off was on the field, you know, but he didn't produce efficiently like Mixon did. Well, and and a lot of it is based on the twelve touchdowns that he got on the ground. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, and Absolutely. touchdowns can be very fluky. Next year it yep. could be seven or eight, you know, and it, and it could be more Pollard. Especially, it could be, you especially know, if you're talking about all more. If, especially, hey man, you move that snap share by five, maybe ten percent. That makes a huge impact on where you're getting the ball in the red zone, where you're mm-hmm. just and just literal more opportunity. It's mathematics, it's man. It, it, it's simple. Uh, again, I just mentioned, uh, or I started to mention Pollard's numbers. Uh, for a little yes, contrast, right. he got 130 carries, 719 yards on the ground with a long of 58. Big play. Uh, only two touchdowns on the ground. Um, and a little bit better receiver in terms of catch percentage. He caught 39 of its 46 targets. Moving on. I think Zeke is a little bit of an opposite to Najee Harris. Where in Pittsburgh, the surrounding cast, well, O-line and Big Ben are bringing down his stats and therefore, of course, his fantasy value. But in Dallas, Dallas, you can't help but wonder if you inject another talented younger back with fresh legs into this offense, what the fantasy result could be. We got a little bit of a, a little bit of a taste of that with Pollard, uh, 34.6% snap share there for Pollard missed a whole game. Uh, was a little banged up there even when he came back, I think. Uh, but Dallas clearly deferred to Zeke for good reason. I mean, Zeke is one of the better pass blocking backs in the league. He's a great receiver. And that's what that's what that's why Tony Pollard is or it's rumored at least that that's why Tony Pollard hasn't really taken this away from Zeke is Zeke's pass blocking and Tony Pollard not the greatest pass blocker. And, yep. And again, it didn't feel like it, but they were really pass heavy. They're really good offense through the air. I know I, I think it's just depending like, on the game too, because there were some games where it was yeah, just like wow, there were a lot of up and down. The ball. And other games, it was just like exactly. wow, it was just, and it's probably matchup dependent. You know, like I'm not gonna, well, we don't have time to go through matchup, of course, like game of by course. game. But you know, like that's probably what it was. Yep, yep. But and, uh, smart. Sorry, I don't. I want to try and cut you short here a little bit. So wrap it up a little bit here. But yep, Zeke is smart, tough, durable. Now, some of the things we care less about in fantasy terms, but they all influence whether he's on the field or not. And as with Mixon earlier, I really, and really every veteran back out there, contract is also a factor. Next year, uh, the big numbers kick in for Zeke. Base salary goes up to 12.4 and an 18.2 cap hit. Yeah, yeah. It's as bad as we thought it would be, folks. And then there's a potential out after that. I think Dallas either trades or cuts him 
next offseason, folks, meaning 2023 offseason, right? Let me be clear. This offseason, he's going nowhere. He's staying in Dallas for the 2022 season. Because of that, I can't recommend him as a first-round pick or a top-12 back. Though it's really? a little close in terms of a top-12 back. I don't know, man. I just... I think they might pick up a guy in the draft or Pollard is more healthy. Right. Yep. And it's more um, of a 50-50, and that's bad for fantasy, but go on. Uh, let's move along to our eighth, our number eight guy, which is, uh, I'm sorry, our number seven guy, who is James Conner. He was he went as, was going as RB34 in uh, drafts before this season, and he got up to number seven because Chase Edmonds uh, missed some time. And he scored 16 touchdowns. That'll that'll get you in the top 10, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, moving along to uh, number eight, which is Cordell Patterson. He was going undrafted. Everyone thought it was going to be Mike Davis. It turned out to be the do-it-all kind of Swiss Army knife of Cordero Patterson. Unfortunately, he was getting a lot of like running back, wide receiver work at the beginning of the season. He was kind of a do-it-all guy. And then the Falcons, for whatever reason, stopped throwing to him. And Gage his production kind of came dropped on off. there for a second. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so let's move on to um, our RB9 on the season, which is Aaron Jones. He was drafted as the RB7 coming off the board. I mean, he's your Packer. He's your Packer running back. He was good. He missed a couple of games. Um, I believe one of them was COVID. Another one was another injury related. Uh, re- related. Re- uh, related. Um, we're not going to stop on Aaron Jones. We're going to actually, I'm going to backdoor Aaron Jones here in a, in a little bit. Um, that. Really didn't sound right, but yep, uh, not what I meant. Uh, on the RB10 uh, was Nick Chubb. He missed four games, I believe. Uh, I'm sorry, three games on uh, this season. Um, it, and and um, what's his name? Kareem Hunt missed a bu- mm-hmm. missed a lot of games, but Nick he Chubb sure was did. the RB6 uh, coming off the board in in drafts. You know, at the beginning of the year, so you know, like he didn't miss out on a lot of value there. I think the Browns offense as a whole, like I'm real quick stop. I will hope the Browns bring back Baker at 100% health. And I want to see what Baker can do at hundred percent health. Cause he injured his shoulder in week two and he was never the same afterwards. And, and, and everyone even commentators, why did they didn't just have, I think there was surgery? a little bit of that going on with Dak too. Go ahead. Exactly. Um, I want I want them to bring back Baker again. I just think I it's too important if... uh, important of an injury for a quarterback or a pitcher. It's just too important. But and it was in his it was it, even though it was in his non throwing shoulder like that I'm harness glad you or whatever it. they I, had I forgot. that was holding forgot. his shoulder together was mm-hmm. not helping was not helping him at all. Anyways, let's move right. along to mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara. He was our he's our number eleven quarterback on the year, and um, the number four coming off the board. A lot of this was, I, I, I mean, speaking of redoing seasons, Camara with Jameis Winston all year. I'd like to see it happen again next year. I'm not. Are you driving Alvin Kamara down into the second round next year, Chris? I I'm mean, absolutely worried about uh, uh, the Saints' offense. So to answer your you, question, yes. I mean, I don't know how far. I don't think he's outside the top twelve. Okay. Interesting. I think he is. But who, who did me. I mention a moment ago that was outside? I might consider pushing out of the top twelve. Zeke, Zeke or Kamara next year. Zeke, Kamara, uh, but it's close. Oh, you're going to take Kamara? Okay, I misunderstood you for a second. Um, it's close, man. I if you may put a gun to my head, I want to know. I, I mean, it's not, a bad no, answer, I'm, but I'm going to say Kamara. I'm assuming it's Jameis Winston <laughs> as a quarterback too. If it's Taysom Hill, uh, Zeke. 
but it's Agreed. still close. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Um, number twelve is Antonio Gibson. Did you did you want to talk about Antonio Gibson? I don't remember. I think we got a couple things on Antonio Gibson real quick here. Uh, again, oh, okay. he's RB twelve. Uh, ADP seventeen point six. So mid second round RB twelve. I mean, literally finish where we quote unquote we they thought he would. Um, but I want, uh, yeah, he's was, RB twelve. Sorry, I'm interrupting again. RB12. A lot of didn't feel like it. I know and, <laughs> you were, I had him in my work league, and it was it was the you, ugliest RB twelve. You I literally think, have a preacher pre- RB twelve. <laughs> it's like you have a preacher caller on you, and I'm singing a verse, man. You are preaching to the choir. I have so many like a lot of my guys are like that. Uh, Can I get a hallelujah? Exactly. And a couple of them are kind of opposite of that, but we'll get to that later. Again, ADP 17.6, mid-second, RB12, finished right where we thought he would. Gibson was fourth in rushing attempts. Fourth. That's impressive, but only a 3.8 average, whatever, with a long of 27. Uh, That's not entirely true. He had 49 targets and caught 41 of them. That's not that bad. But, you know, being an ex-receiver, I'm a little... I feel like I know it's minuscule, but like just ten to, to five to ten more. Like from the freaking ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what so is anyway, this getting a uh, kiss at BS? <laughs> honestly, I think a lot of what got him in the RB twelve, as we always talk about, is touchdowns, touchdowns. are unpredictable, and this was not a very good team. I think that's kind of you can kind of look at that in the opposite way, meaning on a not very good team. Okay. On a really bad team, he gets nine total touchdowns, six rushing and three receiving, and he missed some time. I know he played like, um, I think it's later on the notes, I think it's like 15 to this point, meaning he'll finish with 16 if he plays this. Oh, he just missed last week. That's what it is. If he plays this next week, he'll finish he was only missing one game. injury for a lot but, of too. Exactly, exactly. And let, let me get into that here a little bit later. Um, uh, Washington football team was... 20 uh, that's not important here uh, but we we're pretty decent in rushing attempts uh, they had 12th in rushing attempts and 13 in i guess rushing yards that's that's pretty important for a fantasy running back well i guess you get what you pay for here but i mean seriously it's, it's interesting seeing gibson end up right at rb12 mid second round adp sometimes the price is what you have to pay to get a starting running back barely an rb1 but we would all like better value like a damian harris whom we'll talk about later that's why you have to be fluid each and every season, especially at running back. Gibson dealt with a foot issue for several weeks, but dealt with an awful surrounding cast and quarterback play all year. No matter how much, that. exactly. No matter how much Terrence Hindsight tried, he just couldn't lift Who's the that? football teams. Terrence Hindsight, uh, mm-hmm. aka nope. um, the guy that plays quarterback for them. <laughs> oh, are you talking about Tyler Hansen? Yes. Definitely okay. the guy that was in the band, Hanson. Um, so anyway, moving on. Good news is his Yushas made J.D. McKissick a thing of the past. Well, no, seriously. That and a concussion. But, but you know, I'm sure they would have rather had McKissick since Gibson was banged up. But at the end of the day, I think Gibson proved some toughness and some bell cow ability. In fantasy terms, Gibson showed us his floor a couple times, scoring less than three fantasy points twice in the season of which both games he led less than 10 carries, but I'm pretty sure he left one of those early, if not both. I'm pretty sure only one of them, though. Uh, he hasn't scored over 20, 20 fantasy points all season long, nor do I expect him to at the end of the year here in a second. Yep. So, so that's all I got on Gibson. To, uh, one thing before we move on to our, our um, where our Venn diagrams cross again is mm-hmm. 
and like the I the, skipped a guy. My bad. The Washington the Washington football team. Oh no, I didn't. Okay. Um, the Washington football team's offensive line was was pretty banged up all year long. Here and there, mm-hmm. just guys in and out of the lineup, whether it was COVID, actual injuries, whatever. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, like, what was it, in week one that he got injured? Week two? Week two. Yeah. He got injured. We'll never know what that could have been, but I don't in a world where In a world, like, like third, third running back in a world, in a, in a row, where, in a world where they're starting the quarterback that started the season, actually finished the season, it would have been interesting to fit, to see where they actually, what actually would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, this entire offense would have been different with Fitzmagic there. It, it, like, for better or worse, and I don't know if it would have gotten been much worse, but it could have certainly could have been better. Let's move I also on think to... a lot uh, having to do with the team underforming is their defense was a lot worse than we thought it was. But also, real also quick, also dealt with injuries. Exactly. Uh, but let's also... move along to a handful is technically five, Chris, according to yourdictionary.com. <laughs> um, that was a little bit of uh, <laughs> I'm doing the championship uh, talk there. <laughs> um, but no, I was we're gonna, right we're for talk change. About, <laughs> next on our list is is Damian Harris. He's our RB. He's the RB 13 on the year. He was originally drafted as the coming coming off the board as RB 26. This and is the this guy. Is one want. of the guys that. This is one of the guys that Chris and I um, were real high on in the preseason, and we overlapped on this one too because we both really like this guy. I've been letting Chris do a lot of talking, so I'm going to do mine real here. I'm going to take do the it. reins on Let's this one. You can kind of chip mm-hmm. in with anything you have. Um, where where did I kind of uh, I already said that we um, the thing I didn't like about uh, Harris going into fantasy drafts this uh, passy, which is supposed to be passed. It's a typo. Off season was his receiving work. Playing for the Patriots and Bill Belichick's propensity for shenanigans with his running back usage was also another thing that was uh, a knock against Damian Harris. Um, the drafting of Ramondre Stevenson, albeit in the fourth round, and the preseason hype around Ramondre Stevenson didn't really help Harris that much either. But Harris put together some solid game film in um, in 2020 and also in 2021 with McCorkle Jones as his quarterback. They had they had a little bit of a, a rough patch where I, I'm sorry I didn't put the numbers together, but like they, there was like Damian Harris had one game over in double digits over the first five weeks. Um, oh, I'm sorry I do have it through the first five weeks. Damian Harris I was averaging just seven point one uh, fantasy points that is per game and is also once again half PPR scoring. You're stealing my um, thunder. I, <laughs> I was, I, I believe it was around week four. I was thinking, I was, I, I was thinking about telling people to drop Damian Harris, but I know for sure you were certainly benching him at that point. You Again, don't that drop was a guy like through the first four weeks. Was yeah. that what you said? Wow, that, that was his average. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And and I know, or I know bad. you don't normally bench a uh, a guy like Harris that quick, but it did turn around in weeks uh, six through seventeen. Remember, Harris did miss two games in that time span. Harris averaged almost sixteen points per game. That is with about one catch per game, too, and six yards, receiving yards per game as well. Um, I'm not going to call Derrick Henry, or, or I'm not going to call Damian Harris Derrick Henry in stature or running style, but they they certainly get their numbers the same way as with the good old ground and pound. Before we talk about next uh, next season expectations, what, do you, what else you got to say on Damian Harris, Chris? Uh... I think it's important to mention, I mean, just to refresh folks, again, this is the RB13 where we're at in the mm-hmm. show. Uh, ADP, 72 on the dot. I, I, I didn't even do the math. What round is that? The sixth? 
probably. It would be the the, the seventh, I think. RB twenty nine. Um, TDs, seventh. TDs, and more TDs. I love TDs. Show me the Damn TDs. <laughs> exactly. Damian Harris was tied for second with James Conner with fourteen mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns, and of course yep. the immortal immortal Jonathan Taylor was first. Um, Harris also boasted a great average of 4.7 per carry. The Patriots want to run. They want to run often. They are the eighth in both rushing attempts and yards. They win with defense, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and with the defense as good as theirs, you can't blame them. I mean, they're in the freaking playoffs with a rookie quarterback. What more do you need to say about that? Now, of course, a few things have to be mentioned. Yeah. I mean, Mac Jones is a rookie. No, no. I meant playoffs, but go ahead. Yeah, they're in. I think that's... I thought I think they're already clinched. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ten or eleven wins. Um, Not sure. Now, of course, a few things have to be measured with Damian Harris. First of all, durability. He has played 14 games up to this point, but I yeah. specifically remember him leaving at least one game early, and others at some point maybe. Uh, B uh, <laughs> is snaps or backfield situation. I absolutely believe Ramon J. Stevenson is probably a more talented player, and obviously more versatile. And lastly, fumbles. At a glance, he's fine. More than fine, actually. Three fumbles, two loss, not that awful. But Three, I, haven't uh, I saw fumbles, backs in okay. the top 24 during my research with as many as one or more, maybe one or less. Uh, so it wasn't, again, but you have to mention, he lost one in the red zone in week one versus the Dolphins that literally cost them the game. Put it on the ground, game over, Dolphins win. And then again in week five, just after he got out of the doghouse. I mean, otherwise we were looking at a thousand yard fumbled, back. But he didn't fumble since. Exactly. That goes back to meaning he had three fumbles and lost two. The nope, two that he lost. A, I only have him as two fumbles. The two that he lost were on Bill Belichick's watch in case last time you checked, sir. He's still the head coach of the Patriots and probably will be till he kills over. So all I'm saying is he did it in week one. He literally cost him game. That was actually a little bit more egregious. Uh, I'll give him that. But then it comes along back in week five, right after he got out of the doghouse. Uh, otherwise, we're looking at over an 1,000-yard back with at least one more touchdown. And he already had 14. So that's important to mention. This is fantasy football. So over 1,000 yards. You, you take him out of the... Yeah, because he was benched both times. He fumbled in the red zone both times, week one and week five, and Belichick benched yeah. him. Now he put him back in in the subsequent weeks. So that's are why we're saying, at. Are you saying that some he, he would have been over a thousand yard rusher had he not been benched? Had he not fumbled those two times in the red zone, he absolutely, statistically, no doubt about it, would have been over a thousand yards because he would have played a little bit more and he would have gotten that one touchdown that was on like the five yard line or whatever it was. Like it was right there, dude. Like a game over, Rudolphins okay. win. Okay. And you cost your team a win and he benched him. So again, gonna... um, but let me get back to Ramondre real quick. I but think he's did... probably more talented overall. Uh, really? But you know, I think I think the thing I want to the last thing I want to say about Damian Harris is my thing is you don't want Damian Harris. You want the next Damian Harris, period. Like you're not, he's probably not going to repeat 14 touchdowns. And I can almost guarantee you beyond a shadow of doubt, Ramondre is at least going to get more work. And again, I think he might be more talented overall. I don't know. Here's my real take. Here's my take on mm -hmm. Ramondre Stevenson. And I thought I actually came up with this earlier today. I was thinking about it Mm -hmm. while I was driving around doing stuff. Um, Is that remember Damian Harris was a third round pick. He didn't really play his rookie season. 
much kind of like Ramondre Stevenson. Um, he got some playing time last year. That was his sophomore season. And then towards the end of the year, you know, so maybe we'll see a little bit more of Ramondre Stevenson next year. Hard to say. I don't know. I'm just, I, I wonder if this is Damian just like, Harris this also is the, shared time wait, at wait, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me finish. I wonder if this is the Patriots game plan is like every, every other year or every third year, they draft a new running back. They kind of sit him for a year, be like, Hey kid, just sit down, sit down, learn the game. When we, when we call upon you, you better Mm -hmm. be ready because we'll get, we're going to need you then. And then Harris and and then, and that way, and that way they never have to give a running back a big contract and they can use that money elsewhere. Not exactly. I like the approach. In a real NFL perspective. Last thing I'll say is Damian Harris shared time with Josh Jacobs. And we're not talking about Josh Jacobs tonight. Well, except briefly for a reason. Because, like, I think these are the Jacobs type of guys good that in need. college. Damian Harris, not as good. Yeah, we get it. And uh, let's move on. Okay. They share um, time. They both need to have a breather. Period. Yep. And that's what Brendan Bull or whoever is their pass catching back at, <laughs> yeah, the, at right. that yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I wonder if Tariq Cohen is going to be going to the Patriots at some point. Yeah, they'll, they'll be shuffling going on. Again, you don't want Damon Harris necessarily, and depending on where he falls next year in 2022, you want the next. Damon well, Harris, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that at the, at the end of the show. Um, we're already running along, so we need to we need to we need to uh, get going here quick. Next running back is, uh, is uh, Derek Henry. He's the RB14 <laughs> on the year, and that is with playing only half the season, folks. He's RB14. Was it literally eight games? He was averaging 23 or... points per game before he got injured. I know. I, know. I looked at points and per. And people are, are going. Like, Bye-bye, Jonathan if, Taylor. <laughs> dude, if he would have finished, the, if, if like extrapolated his points per game out and the points that he racked mm-hmm. up, he would have scored more points than Jonathan Taylor. He probably wouldn't have, and they would have been a real neck-and-neck race. But let's move along to our next guy at RB15 as Dalvin Cook. He was number two coming off the board. In the season, uh, Cook had COVID. He missed another game with an injury off the top of my head. I think a lot of Cooks, um, just to stop real quick here, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of Cook's uh, um, suppression and value this year was the Vikings just, the Kirk Cousins playing well, throwing the ball well. Um, well a little bit of was offensive gonna get line. He's going to get banged up every year. He's going to get a little bit banged up every year. He's going to miss gonna he's gonna 14 miss a few to 15 games. games. Yeah, he's going to play 14, 15 games, and his his efficiency is unparalleled right now. Really. Um, on Let's move along to RB16. Much like, uh, who was it? Antonio Gibson, who was RB12 and was drafted as RB12. Josh Jacobs was RB16 uh, on the year and was drafted as RB16. And I could not yawn any harder with Josh similar Jacobs yards per and, carry the, to, and the Raiders. Similar, similar sub four yards per carry for both of them, like 3.8, 3.9. I don't care about Josh Jacobs. The only reason I care about Josh Jacobs. Well, I think Jacobs I think touchdowns maybe, were in Gibson's favor. Maybe that the Raiders get a better offensive line last next year. Maybe. Oh yeah. You Let's need, move you on to yep. um, number seventeen on our list, and maybe uh, definitely in the top five in our hearts. It is Devonte Williams. Um, Chris Ooh, and yeah. I both love oh, him, yeah. dude. I mean, you watch this guy, and Melvin Gordon has played really well this year, we're, and we're going to talk about him in just a second. Melvin Gordon has looked a lot more spry this year than he did last year. And Javante Williams has looked, I think, even better. Hopefully, Melvin Gordon, they cut him. I doubt they're going to. Uh, actually, I think he's an unrestricted free agent. But um, when you finish, I was going to say, to move to for the sake of time, I'm pretty sure Gordon's contract is up. And yeah. 
it's it odd is. that we didn't include Javante in our both of our you know, five. Uh, the reason why we didn't, I we've we've said enough. We love him. He's a, we'll he's get to it in the offseason. We'll he, get he to it in the, the offseason. He has the most I'm missed sure tackle, most force miss, most force missed great, tackles man. out of any running mm-hmm. back in the NFL. Much like when he was in college. On to Darrell Williams, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, I haven't wow. said any of these team names. He's in the but top Darryl Williams, number eighteen, <laughs> and was going undrafted. I was so glossed over that. A lot of this was due to Ch missing time, but of even course. when he, even when Ch was on the field, Darrell Williams was still eating into his workload a little bit, and. Daryl Williams has more points per game than CH on this year in the games that they and the games played. I bet they draft another. Probably. On to on to number 19 on our list who was going off the board as number 15 is David Montgomery, who's a guy that I wanted to st- uh, take a, a quick pause on. Um I know a lot of hate. I had a I I I know I threw a lot of hate. <laughs> I like how that's the third word you mentioned. Off-season. I like how it's like oh, the I third mean, word out of your mouth. And when, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot of hate. Yeah. That's fair, I believe that's fair. I said something like he runs like Sam Jackson in the Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> or perhaps he's a switch to light beer. The real stuff is obviously weighing him down. Or Chris, have you ever seen me try to dodge a tree? Well, Monty is worse. You know, like I just <laughs> I don't. Well, not that stuff. last one really didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but you know, I could just be misremembering the made-up quotes I said that came out of my mouth. Um, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, it was bad. Let's 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 yeah. circle back to that Sam Jackson thing. Did you ever watch Captain Marvel and watch him running it? It's like you are obviously seventy years old. A- anyways, um, regardless, I was driving the Monty hate train, and what were we calling on this hate train? Well, haterade, of course. Um, I, I had the eye test on my side for from 2020. He didn't. I don't think he looked great. But and and his first two seasons though, and there was fl- all these fluff pieces coming out of the Bears training camp that he he spent the off season getting faster. I of course called this a bunch of hubbub. Um, man, was I veterans who get faster? You know, you don't uh, really get well, faster as years. Oh, and here's the thing: Monty missed four weeks with an ankle injury. Here's the thing, yeah, though: sure. he was in on seventy-one, seventy-six point one percent of the Bears' snaps. That is second only to Najee Harris this year. Um, wow, yeah. it was a tale of two halves for, for for was a tale of two halves too. After the Bears' bye week, Monty's average snap percentage went up to seventy-eight percent. Thank not, you. Not bad. It was just prior was to the Bears' bye week. Here. Prior to their bye week, Monty was getting 18 and, and three-quarter touches per game, but then it jumped up to 21 and a quarter touches per game after their bye. And yes, his injury was after their bye week, to, or his injury was before their bye week. He had a little bit of slow start after their bye week too, but his touches went up. And the Bears were uh, using Monty even when they were losing too, whether it was running the ball even yep. when he was losing or throwing him the ball too. I think that... And, and and Chris, I don't have the NFL Sunday ticket. That's expensive, and we don't get paid to do this. So, you know, I work with what I have, and and I watch the football that I can, which means that there's a lot of Bears and Packers that I have to watch around here. Mm-hmm. That's not pretty. And and I'm just watching Monty this year, he's looked faster. You know, like I don't have the next gen stats on my side or the AWS whatever mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Um, to to really prove that he's running faster, but he looks faster and he looks better. If the Bears offensive line didn't do him a ton this year, but if if Monty can, you know, whittle those those four missed games down to like one or two next year, there's no reason he can't climb up on this list and maybe even get better as far as 
and this is what I'm kind of hoping goes into next year. This is my speculation personally, is that whoever takes over for Matt Nagy, because that dude is good as gone after next after Sunday. Um, whoever they the Bears hires their new coaching staff, I hope they like what they saw from David Montgomery in the second half of the season. Tries to make him the focal point at least at the bare minimum for the start of the 2022 season. And then maybe they pull a Rocky two and then kind of flip the script and then, you know, <laughs> and, and start throwing the ball more with Justin Fields. Yeah, Let Justin yeah, Fields sure. get, get, get um, used to the new offense. Let him get synced up with Mooney and Komet and whoever yeah, else comprises the Bears pass catching options. But, have, and I mean, switch like... it to more uh, balanced offense. But there is no reason why um, David Montgomery can't be a like early second round pick at bare minimum next year minimum i think that's a very and this is a, a like, this is coming from a guy this is why i wanted to cover david montgomery here because you were I, you were down on through, him. you're absolutely down I, on him. Yeah, I, for sure I, there was no one was driving this this uh the the hate the hate train more than me i was mm-hmm. i was the driver that's a good point that's a good point no I, one I hated say, it more than i did the only thing i have to say about montgomery is uh uh this from a real life nfl perspective because that means a lot when you're on the field or you aren't do you let Tariq Cohen walk if he's if it's I, I I think his contract is getting really close like or do you even like even if you still have him on roster do you even like give him thirty percent forty percent like are 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 you or are you not convinced that Montgomery can catch out of the backfield and do it I'm convinced he a, can can he do it as like a seventy seventy five percent bell cow kind of guy though but like a seventy seventy five percent bell cow kind of guy because we don't get eighty eighty five percent very often anymore. So no, other than Najee Harris, no one did. So I think you're getting no a steal one got if you take. I think you're getting a steal if you take him at the top of the second next year. I agree. I, it'll probably go earlier, but I'm just saying, like, like as of right now, beginning of second. Yeah, it's heck early. yeah, it's early. Yeah, go heck ahead, yeah. sir. Um, let's 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 keep moving along. A handful of guys. Uh, another guy that did great, but he missed four games so far this year was DeAndre Swift. He was number twenty on the year and drafted as RB twenty one. So you know you did you kind of drafted him. You got what you got out of him. It could have been a lot higher though. A if he'd have been on a Potential. better team and B if he if he would have if yep. he would have played more games too. Jamal Williams didn't do a whole lot in his in his absence. Craig Ferguson didn't it was pretty good, but I don't think that they're gonna stick with I Craig think me Ferguson. and you were a little bit higher on Jamal. Uh and a little We were just a and, little and lower he, on and, Swift. Well well Jamal Williams was good for the first few weeks, but other than that, I mean I he, thought Swift he really would be fizzled out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Sure. Uh Melvin Gordon is twenty one. Yeah. Uh, on our list, he was drafted as RB30. And and like I said earlier, Melvin Gordon. Two top 24 has, backs. Wow. Melvin Gordon has looked pretty good this year. So if he mm. ends up going elsewhere next year. He probably played himself into a darn good contract for his Again. Age. Again. Again. That's a good, that's a really good point, Josh. Good point. Um, uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to stop on number 22 here. who was going as RB 35 off the boards and that's AJ Dillon. I just want to do a quick pit stop on AJ Dillon that in the time that Aaron Jones missed is, um, he really capitalized in the weeks 10, 11 and 12. Uh, Aaron Jones got injured in week 10 and then he missed weeks 11 and 12. And then there, there was the Packers by week two. But I I also um, think he played well when. Uh, uh, Jones was healthy. Yeah, and he had some games like you. There were some spot starts where you could have started him, but like it was, it was really hard to kind of garner which games those were going to be. And there were some games afterwards, like last week, um, he had a twenty-one point three, uh, you know, points in that week, mm-hmm. but that was based mm-hmm. on three touchdowns. He, uh, I'm sorry, 
two touchdowns. He only finished with five touchdowns on the year, and that so. I just for a guy like, that's behind Aaron Jones, that's impressive. I think. Well, and here's the thing too: is that like you're like I don't Aaron or like AJ Dillon is going to be more. He's going to be drafted as more than a handcuff next year. But if you have, but I mean, and and Dillon will probably fall into probably like the fourth round or whatever, if if not later, because he is the he's the guy behind Aaron Jones. But I don't know, man. Like AJ Dillon has looked good this year. Like I said before. Have to watch a lot of Bears and Packers because that's the football that's on. I have a couple of mentioned things to mention before you move on, but go ahead. Um, and Dylan has showed in that time that age, that Aaron Jones was gone, he can catch the ball. He's not. I know the pass catcher. Amen. Amen. That Aaron yep, Jones exactly. is like Aaron Jones just looks so good doing it. AJ Dylan looks like things. he has to try yeah. to focus to catch the ball. Like AJ Dylan ain't doing a like an over the shoulder fade grab, you know, like. But he can turn around and you know if you put him in the numbers, he'll yeah, catch he's, it. Or he's not running on the outside very often. Fair, no, yeah, no, absolutely. No. He's not that fast. But he's more of the power guy to AJ Dillon's, you know, like scat back if you want to call him that. Yeah. He's not really a scat back, but for a lack of a better term, you know, a smaller back in the NFL. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't really have much else to say. Like I said, just a quick pit stop. The only problem um, I, I is, quick... is that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. One more thing. The only, the only problem mm-hmm. is, is Aaron Rodgers doesn't return to Green Bay. They're going to, yeah, like, I have a little bit to say about if that, he yeah. doesn't, if he doesn't return, they're going to have to lean on this run game hard. And so that could actually help. Yeah, AJ you Dillon. never know. Really could. That, actually, I was going to take the would, opposite approach when you said that, but you're right. Yeah, go ahead. If, the, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers leaves and they get a subpar, like a Teddy Bridgewater, hopefully not, or a, oh gosh, um, yeah, that's a Jimmy yeah. G or, you know, like a, a, a second, uh, like a backup quality quarterback to be the bridge quarterback in green bay that could only help that like that has to help aj dylan because he's the short yards guy he's the power back he's the like they would lean more run heavy yes and and that and that could actually help aj dylan anyways what were you gonna say man um well first of all i was gonna say in real life nfl perspective uh, perspective because of course that influences how much you'll be on the field uh if you're, you're gonna say Packers, that after every pro player aren't you i only said that two you can almost make times. it this is the thing. probably more than that i could have made a drinking game out of it that means you're saying it a lot don't Anyways, start go. it um <laughs> uh, it is kind of a thing tonight um for sure uh meaning like if you're the packers given okay i understand did he sign a contract did jones sign a contract recently um last off season okay well that's probably a moot point then i'll move on Okay. Um, I, have a hypo- I have a hypothetical. Oh, we're moving on. Okay, this, we're going to move no, on to... No, the second to... thing, moving on oh, from the boy. first thing to the second thing, is Pollard or A.J. Dillon next year with Zeke back in Dallas and Rodgers back in Green Bay. Pollard or A.J. Dillon? Probably Dillon. Close. Because... Close. I agree. I probably Real close. And, but I say AJ Dillon because I feel like if I hold AJ Dillon, there's going to be times where I know I can use him. It's going to be when Aaron Jones misses games because as he always does. He yeah he but always then again, misses a few Zeke, games. Zeke in the cliff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I I'll probably know go AJ Dillon. Thing. We'll, go, we'll go, find go, out. go right ahead, sir. Let's finish up. Uh, let's let's finish off this this list here, and that is uh, James Robinson at RB twenty three. Uh, drafted as RB nineteen or eighteen. I mean, it wasn't pretty in in Jacksonville this year. Uh, hopefully, and I don't expect a, I don't expect James Robinson to be on this list next year because tra- hopefully knows? Travis Etienne comes back healthy. Blah blah yep. blah. 
Anyway, Robinson uh, might Devin, be there. Who Devin knows? Singletary's the last guy on our list. RB24, drafted as RB37. It was, I think it was mainly on the back of his what last two, three weeks of production. I was going to say, he showed us was... something at the end of the year, but I don't know if you can rely on it moving forward. I think Buffalo is a very and good And I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was, I think it was in the first four rounds. Here's, here's my take. Mm-hmm. If the Bills are playing the Jets this season, this, this week, they're, they have nothing really to play for. And then they move mm-hmm. on to the playoffs. That's the playoffs is, is going to be the telltale sign. If he continues this level of um, imaginary production this week. Yeah. They probably do, but I mean, in the playoffs, if they do, if they do a, a four net kind of style thing, and it yep. continues to be Singletary, they don't do a lot in the in the off season to get another guy in to the, their backfield, and they they think that I think it's all I think it's all Singletary playing for his job and yep. or playing for more. a job in the future. I, I hope I think it's if, not in I, Buffalo. I think if those couple of things you mentioned move in his favor, we're talking about him in the exact same territory. 20 to 24 period in terms of RBs. I'm not, I'm not, I'm staying. Cause he's he not going to get a ton of goal year, line carries. I'm saying, I'm not, staying away from him. Well, again. but I also, I, I kind of disagree, Josh, cause I think maybe he could be the next, uh, what was it? Damien Harris. We mentioned earlier in the evening. I, yeah. I, and I get it, but Damien Harris is but five, you're right. 10 we have to weighs, see what weighs like two twenty. Devin Singletary. Yeah. Is five, Harris seven. is more of a goal line back. Harris is more of a goal line back, but. Singletary is going to get you some touchdowns. Singletary, yeah. well, again, he did I think Buffalo drafts a guy. I think Buffalo drafts a guy in the top four rounds. Period. I think so too. And that's anyways. Um, okay, real quick, real quick, guys outside the top twenty-four that could easily make it in the top twenty-four next year. Names that were not on our list. Just Pollard, pulling it. Pollard and Michael Carter, of course. Clearly. Pollard and Michael Carter. Okay. Assuming the the Rams don't make Sony their starter, I'm going to say not Sony. But hey, I could be very wrong on that. Makers, you're forgetting about makers. Oh yeah, good point. That's uh, going to very much muddy the water. So yeah, forget about Sony. Outside uh, of rookies, guys that played this year, how about the Arizona running back? Whoever ends up being, I think it's going to be Chase Edmonds and and uh, uh, Connor again. Yeah, I think so. Mm, I completely disagree. Why, why, why get such a cheap James Conner and re-up on a guy you know can't last a season? Um, one guy hey, that Chase really can't make... either. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I'm looking at last Oh, McCaffrey. Year's... I mean, CMC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CMC. J, J, outside, of, outside of injury. Outside of of injury. course. Like, I know those... what you meant. I know what you meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only guy that I'm really seeing that could easily – that could – like really, I could see a path is maybe Marlon Mack, depending on his destination. Um, I love the value, the potential value. Rashad Penny, maybe, maybe not maybe. even Seattle, because he showed. I think he showed something. I absolutely do. Whether it's in Seattle or not, I I have no answers. But Rashad Penny know? interests me. Like definitely not that, Zach like, Moss. Definitely not Zach Moss. No, Moss is dead to me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell can't go anywhere yet, so he's not going to be in the discussion. But yeah, his lack of production after like I, I don't think first... Deonta Foreman played him played himself into a starting job. I don't no. think he did that great. No, because so... Deontay Foreman has shown that he is what he is, and that's a ground and pound guy that's maybe not the greatest in the world. Well, you he know, also like... got a pretty pretty bad. I'm pretty sure it was an Achilles. Mm-hmm. Achilles, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Tomatoes, <laughs> potatoes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I love exactly. either way to go potatoes. 
All right. So that's been our running back recap of the top 24. Next week, we'll be covering kickers. Until then, you can like, share, subscribe. Um, really? Nothing? You're not going to say anything what? about that? About like and share and subscribing? No, about covering kickers next week. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're going to actually, we're gonna actually we're be covering uh, the wide receivers next week. I so. mentioned that earlier, of course. Yes. Yeah. Strap yourself in, folks. We got mm -hmm. another uh, wide receiver, this style show, only with wide receivers next week. Oh, my God. It's just going to be an hour of talking about Cooper Cup. So until next time, and if you like Cooper Cup, <laughs> see you then. <laughs> Adios.